0: you're listening to Making a Druid, a Nancy Drew podcast.
1: Welcome back my Druids. This is Making a Druid, the podcast that successfully made me into a Druid. So why can it not make everybody else a Druid? It can. It c- for it can. sure. Totally, yeah. Um, as always I'm Teresa I am joined by my partner in the paranormal Allie hello yes so we are off to the races this is episode nine halfway we've made it halfway through season two uh, we're gonna the get to season of three the blood shroud, I just can't believe we, it feels like we sped through season two and I understand technically why we did that, but... Because season three is almost here. <laughs> I, I just, and I'm also also grateful given how season two has gone that I don't have to take these giant pauses in between episodes.
0: Um, right? So now, now you'll get to see what the rest of us had to go through in season three. You'll get to analyze. I, I don't think I've seen a show live in a while and a year and a half two years what the hundred was the last one you saw live
1: yeah and it was just like i only saw the first two episodes of their last season before
0: i gave up because it was garbage but yes yeah it's it's definitely it's a different experience to watch this show a show that is so big on cliffhangers to be like Oh, oh my god a whole other week, but we'll have the podcast as a way to like make it between episodes. That's true.
1: We'll, it will elongate, uh, I know it's happening Fridays, right? So elongate the, the, the experience to Saturday and Sunday. And
0: then. Yep. You only I, have to wait a couple I days. I liked it on Wednesdays. I think I'm going to like it even better on Fridays, just because Friday's the end of the work week. And it's going to be like, oh. Finally, it's Friday, I can go home, I can relax, I can watch Nancy Drew, I can order pasta, <laughs> like all the things.
1: Yeah, you can just sit in your heart brain, you know, just
0: thinking of all the things. Yep, exactly. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it being on a Friday. That also allows us to record the podcast and get it up on a weekend when we have more time. Yeah, that's true. um wednesday it would have been hard like trying to get it up by like friday or something
1: because it would still you we'd still probably i mean we could i guess we could always record in the evenings but um we would still have to wait till like friday or something to record it let alone like post it yeah it would almost be like we would always always be a week behind
0: (laughs) yeah Exactly. So I, I'm grateful for the Friday switch, but anyways, all right, let's get into our count keeper. Yes. Our
1: buddy count. We are still at three and a half for the total of the series and one and a half for this season for dead bodies. Um, with, you know, George being the half. Uh, so, uh, there's that, uh, something tells me, that won't be true for very long. We're reaching, mm-hmm. this is the midpoint. So I'm assuming dead bodies will be dropping soon-ish. Uh, you made it sound like more people died in season two when we were recording season one. So I'm still waiting for that. Did I? You did, you did. did and you're not going to confuse me. Um, I know I have vivid memories of you saying that. So <laughs> um Maybe. So I'm expecting them to start dropping simply because um, we are. This is the halfway point. So it is the halfway point. One mm-hmm. and a half is, I mean, we're still technically doing better than we did last season when the second body didn't drop till episode end like of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And technically that wasn't even a dead body because Josh was still alive, but true. Um, we had Owen though. We have no new ghosts so it's just uh 14 still from last time uh, of total ghosties in the six of the season which were and the wraith the class of 75 um the behoot. then we had agnes then we had odette and the, the lamnia of episode six so those are the six of the ghosts that we have for season uh two we were pro i I have been forewarned that I will have be qui- I will be quizzed about the other
0: <laughs> in the finale. Ghosts. Yeah, we're gonna and, see in the finale in, of um, season two. In the I finale of season two, we're gonna see. Can you name all of them from both seasons? God damn it, I don't know.
1: I'm trying to. So I'm I'm over here trying to figure out if I can even name three from last season. But I mean, there's like the main three that I remember, which are Lucy, Tiffany, and the Aglaka ah uh, you can do it I believe in you okay um as for ghost sightings I don't think we saw any ghosts last episode right because we didn't really see Odette in the mirrors or anything like that uh no we didn't last last episode so, the big bad was a human yeah so at a, a surprising turn of events we're at the same number of ghost sightings because we didn't even really get a peek at Odette um Last episode, we usually Has that happened a, f- a lot. No, not this season. Yeah, there's usually an uh, one or two sightings of like uh, at least a couple episodes that we haven't had any ghosts. Mm. Um, we would we had at least one or two sightings of Odette in the mirror as she was talking to George, and I don't think we had that last episode. So it's the first time this season that we don't have an uptake in ghost sightings.
0: All right, so well. we're at 63
1: for the total and 22. It's not over. We'll have more. Don't
0: worry. I I, I, 100% believe (laughs) (laughs) it. All right. So those are our accounts for the episode. Now let's get into our recap of our previous episode. So our last episode was episode eight, the quest for the spider Sapphire. And in this episode, the crew attended a hunt hosted by the Marvins And they ended up having to steal a sapphire watch from Diana in order to save Nancy and Bess's life, who are taken captive by Bess's ex-husband, Stephen. And the resulting fallout means that Bess is excommunicated from the Marvin family. Meanwhile, Odette is still living in George's body, and Nancy is worried that if she doesn't find a way to coexist with Odette, that George will go insane. No big. And George finally tells Nick about Odette. So that, you know, it only lasted like an episode or two. So that's good. I'm glad she shared it with Nick, even though he was stressed out. Nick is being, huh, Nick, Ryan is being extensively interviewed by a journalist named Val. Whom we live in this house, okay? We do actually really like Val, even though she's from the Continental. And now that he is the new face of Hudson Enterprises, she's interviewing him and she's done a very, very, very deep dive into his past and has probably figured out that Lucy had a baby and the baby's Ryan's. So that presents an issue because right, we're trying to keep Everett from finding out that Nancy is Ryan's heir. And so that could be tricky. Lastly, Nancy went to get rid of the shroud from George's locker. To, she wanted to hide it someplace more safe because we figured out that if anyone else uses the shroud, George will die. But when she shows up at the claw to get it, it has been stolen and we only know one thief currently on this show and his name is gil and he's an asshole so i have a feeling we'll be seeing him but
1: you're not alone as per the end of the episode that was like one of the first things i said i was like gil thief yeah
0: happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was it that was all for episode eight so now let's take a dive into episode nine the bargain of the blood shroud. Mm-hmm. The episode opens at Nancy's house. Bess is there, so apparently she's still living with Nancy. Cool, cool, good to know. And she is crying on the couch, and Ace is sleeping in a little pallet on the floor beside it's her. Really cute. I died. <laughs> it's, such a sweet for thing. Life. it's so sweet. Like, awesome. I just love their friendship so much. I'm glad they didn't end up going in the like romantic direction with the two of them I think that their friendship is one of my favorites yeah it's so precious
1: and it was um it is like they 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 inverted like a trope right where it was like Bass was like the outwardly pretty girl out of the three like she was the girly girl and he was the he he was going to be the guy right and so uh they usually and and when you're talking about tropes like they, they're the ones that end up together. The, the Bess is the one with the guys chasing her. And it's just mm-hmm. so cute that you have this really one that they made one as a lesbian. And that's unheard of when it comes to this trope, but that, you know, they, they decided to like make them best friends.
0: And I so love it. It is. I'm glad that they did not follow the trope trail, but Bess is on the struggle bus. She's been excommunicated, right? From the Marvins. And she, Bess, ace's phone goes off he has a text from nancy and Beth says that sound that's what it sounded like when the marvins texted me (laughs) and she's like it sounded like a cell phone (laughs) every little thing reminds her of the marvins but nancy texts ace and she needs him at the claw and he's like are you okay and she's like yeah i'm just gonna stay here on the couch it's cool
1: be so, like, I'll catch you
0: later. <laughs> catch you later. And I don't know if you've noticed, but Nancy needs Ace specifically a lot more recently.
1: Uh, I have noticed. Um, Not just because you've been pointing it out every single chance you got. It's because yeah. it's been happening. I know, uh, exactly. It's interesting to think about because she didn't, like she used to go to Nick a lot. Right, yeah. And now it's like Ace and it's just so like, can you make it more obvious writers that the, like the the transition from nick to ace in a lot of different things yeah uh, makes it clear a clear a purposeful parallel between you know because but also
0: it feels natural because she and ace like communicate a lot better
1: yeah and like And during this transition, we saw her flip-flop between Owen and Ace for when she needed things, right? Because when Mm -hmm. she was seeing Owen, she would go to him for certain things and she would go to Ace for certain things. And now she just has Ace. And so there was just like, it's not, they're not being subtle. They're not being obnoxious about it, but they're not being subtle.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Like the writers, yeah. I'm okay with the non-subtlety. We see George and Nick. And they're at, uh, I'm guessing we never quite figure out where they're at. Like, cause Victoria kicked George out. I uh, kicked Nick out. Like, did Nick finally get a place? They're somewhere, wherever they sleep. Kay. I'm assuming he just got a, a place of his own. That was like a thing that him and George were arguing about. Yeah. But we never saw the resolution for it. So like, well, I think this is it. <laughs> so they're at the place where they sleep and odette is the one that's awake and nick is trying to talk to her and she's like go away and he's like i'm not going to go away you're going to talk to me and odette lays down and she lets george come out so odette does not like nick she is actively avoiding conversation with nick i i wonder
1: and I've, i'm curious as to why cuz we've mentioned several times on this podcast that nick is one of the purest people on this show like he's so
0: Good. Honestly, yeah. I think Odette doesn't like men.
1: I mean, and and that's my assumption. And that is here. rational. And and it's totally. Ra- I want to say it's totally rational. It's well, totally she comes from a
0: time when men were even worse. Like you know what I mean. And women did not have voices, and like, and she was a woman who had a voice, and so she does not like men. Yeah, and so I, I mean, I get it. I'm not like I, I understand.
1: What what's happening here? And um it's just interesting because out of all of the men in the world, I feel like Nick might be the
0: least offensive one that exists. (laughs) Well, you're not wrong. Maybe she'll see it eventually. But for now, she lets George come back out and he tells her that you know he tried to talk to Odette and she says, Oh, that bitch. But Nancy calls and she's like, I have to answer this. Nancy's tried to call me like a hundred times. Nancy tells her that someone broke into the locker and took the shroud. She tells Nick and Nick is losing it and can't blame him. George died in his arms not long ago. He's not ready to repeat that experience and so he is very very bothered by the shroud being gone so obviously this episode is going to be i mean it's in the title but it's going to be about getting the shroud back right we need that to make sure that george is not going to die so nancy nick and george go to the claw and she looks around uh at you know what the thief left behind And she's like, so we're looking for an experienced thief with a short attention span. The only other thing they took was a banana cream pie. They're like, well, who else knew about the shroud? And everybody's like, I didn't tell anyone. And then they all turn and look at Ace. And they sit down at a booth and they question him. They're like, did you tell Amanda? And he says something about her just opens me up. I'm like a flower. I'm in bloom. <laughs> and George says, ju- Ace, I'm so happy for you. You got a crush. Now I'm going to die. <laughs> like- <laughs> I just, okay, here's the thing.
1: I, I made a note last time I, for last episode. That I don't think I really covered where I said, Ace, holder of secrets, because he knows a lot of people's secrets and stuff because people just go to Ace to tell him things. Uh, and in this episode, I'm just like, Ace, the teller of secrets. I'm like, bitch, please.
0: You are smarter than bit. this. I'm he just failed like, a little bit. <sighs> he did. He failed a little bit. But he's a flower. He's in bloom. And I'm so happy for him. But also, George is going to die. I was just like, control yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got. You got to learn, boo. And he's like, but Amanda wouldn't betray his confidence like that. So we will see. But the reason why that is significant is because Amanda's brother is Gil. And Gil is an asshole. Sorry. And he's also a thief. I meant thief. Totally. I didn't mean to say asshole. But he is. I mean, he can be both. (laughs) (laughs) So the crew minus Bess, because she's still wallowing on Nancy's couch, go to see Gil. He turns around and there's Nancy. He says, Nancy Drew and friends so he seems happy to see nancy but not necessarily the rest of them and he's like i don't know what you're talking about when they ask him about the shroud nick notices the pie crust on his t-shirt barges into their house and finds the pie from the claw so he's obviously the thief also can
1: just just pause i have never been more attracted to nick than when he was up in there all up in gail's business being like my girlfriend's dying you but you bitch better tell me because I'm not you. about
0: to let george die he was like i will fucking he was like i will just kill you and then we won't have to worry about the shroud going somewhere and i was
1: just like nick you've never looked better in your entire life have, right have your eyes always been that shiny your cheekbones always been that sharp i don't <laughs>
0: your your jaw just really pronounced right there <laughs> oh my god it was it was a very attractive moment for Nick. i was just like uh-huh i mean he's yep. always been cute but like <laughs> it was a good moment it was a good moment but they do find the pie amanda comes in and she and ace share like this cute shy greeting and she mentioned something about their disposal being broken and ace is like i can fix it and i'm like of course he can like of course of course he can fix the disposal and so they leave uh gill is obviously not pleased about amanda and ace's relationship he comes he- across as and no i'll save that for later he's obviously not pleased we'll leave it there and Nick is like, you know, is this amount of money? You tell name a number. I will give you however the fuck much money you want to give me that fucking shroud.
1: If they keep going the way this is going, the five million dollars to help Nick live the rest of his life won't last till tomorrow. <laughs> I hope he's
0: investing. I, I hope he some of that money so, in investments.
1: I mean, they can they can't rely on the Marvins for money anymore, and Nancy won't touch the Hudson money. So like, this is all they got. <laughs>
0: It's true. And they seem to need money a lot. So anyways, they find out that it's not about the money. Apparently the Bobsey twins mother died. You know, Nancy's like, well, it's not going to bring her back. She died 15 years ago. Sorry, it was George. George mentions it. And he's like, it's not about his mom. He knows who killed his mom. And that person is about to die. They're going to pull the plug on him that day. And so he's going to use the shroud to revive him and make him admit what he did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry your mother died. I am. There's a lot of trauma that comes with that. I know, personally, know what that's like. I would never, ever kill another human being just for, like, closure. Especially if you're very confident that this guy did it. If you're that confident... Like, then, you know, you don't need the guy to say it.
1: Yeah, it, it just, it was, I mean, I, I don't, you say it was for closure. I don't think it's for closure. I It's just for revenge. They're two different things. Closure and
0: revenge are two different motives. And this was revenge. I think you're right. I think it's revenge, except he's trying to pass it off as closure. I think he...
1: I think he knows what he's doing. I think that was mostly for their benefit to make it to almost allow him to do it. Like if they were ever going to allow yeah. him mm-hmm. to do it, but
0: um, that's I, not okay. Like, no, and they and it, even and it, says they even tell him, like, you know, if you do this, George will die, and he says he does not care. Yeah,
1: and the and the thing it's just so strange because when you look at Amanda, you're like, how are they related?
0: you're not wrong. But like, I know Teresa always, she's like, why do you hate him so much? It started in episode one in this episode when he was just going to let George die for no reason. I was like, no, Mm -mm. no, no, no. And especially like they start playing in this episode into like the whole him and Nancy thing. And I'm like, no, no, he's an asshole. I don't want my best girl with an asshole.
1: Okay, but he's cute though.
0: <laughs> no, don't care. Also worth mentioning, guy who plays him, great dude. Super sweet dude. He actually just landed a pilot. Oh, like, exciting. The lead, yeah, the lead on a pilot, which makes me think we might not be seeing him very much in season three of Nature. Drew. Yeah, if the pilot gets picked up, yeah. Yep. But... I'm happy for him because he's a genuinely nice dude. I hope your character is one that is more likable on that show because I hate Gil. I hate him. Anyways, so Nancy Nancy asks George, like, "Do you trust me?" She makes a bargain with Gil that if she can figure out what happened to his mother before the guy dies, he will give the shroud. And they go outside. Nick is not having it. He's like, I am not leaving it up to you figuring out what happened to this guy's murder when she's been gone for over 10 years. And like, you're just going to solve it in a couple of hours. No, like, no, I'm not leaving it up to that chance. And George is like, well, it's my decision because it's my life. And I think we should go with Nancy's plan. So George maybe has more confidence in Nancy's abilities than Nick. I, or Nick is I, just I, more desperate i I think it's the latter
1: I think Nick is more desperate um also I just think that at this point part of George might be ready to just give up like she might be tired from Odette she like um as much as she like has lots of reasons to live as we saw her like a couple episodes ago with the eglaca right like she has a family, you know, she loves Nick. She wants all of that, but like.
0: How, it, it almost must be, feels fate. like fate Yeah, like it, at this point at she must be
1: exhausted of just trying to fight fate, what might seem like fate to her, right? And like having Odette in your ear all the time might not help.
0: <laughs> and Nick is so, definitely more desperate. He, yeah, he I, does I think, not I, want to lose her again.
1: I think, yeah. And if someone like George might also- no being someone who died right she might not think death is all that scary
0: yeah that's true she's already experienced it one time
1: yeah but... and the way she she explained it in that one episode didn't sound awful like she didn't sound upset about it she just she stated it so matter-of-factly that at the time i thought oh well that's trauma um but now i'm thinking like maybe it's just because to her it just wasn't that bad like she was just like it it happened You know,
0: yeah, maybe so. But Nick does not like her saying that. So he leaves to go see if Ace got anything out of Amanda because he is upset. We then cut to the Drew house where Carson walks in, obviously not expecting anyone to be home. And Bess is still (laughs) on the couch. She has a pair of tongs that she is using to try and get things from the coffee table.
1: It's that I, bad.
0: Um, i was like i don't think i've ever related to best more than this moment yeah mm-hmm. i it makes me makes me want to like keep a pair of tongs nearby like b- beside my couch but carson walks in he didn't realize she was there he apologizes he first he says oh i'll get out of your way don't worry about it and he sees that she's upset she gets a notification that she's been taken off the Marvin group chat and, like, gets even more upset. And so Carson's like, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to work from here. And if you need anything, you let me know. And he watches her crawl under the blanket and cry. And he just looks at her. And I'm like, Carson, dad mode activated. Like, he is in dad mode. <laughs> but, but, but here's. Because again, I, Bess never had a dad, really. No,
1: I was just thinking about how he's literally a, the adoptive father of Horseshoe Bay. Not of everyone. Of, <laughs> none of the people he's adopting. Like, they have no blood relation to him at all. These are all adoptive children. Well, he's such a good dad, you
0: know? But... And later in the episode, what he does for Bess. I know. that is so good. Okay, anywho. Uh, we see Ace and Amanda then. Gil apparently amanda did not break ace's confidence Gil fucking reads her text messages i'm sorry that is controlling it is it's, toxic. Weird. It's, it's bad it's so gross it's so bad and i'm just like how am i supposed to like this guy you're trying to pair him up with our female lead and like he has no redeeming qualities right now none none i don't even the sympathy i feel for him over his mother dying cannot trump the fact that he reads his sister's text messages and when we found out that you know carson had nancy's text messages we pointed out then also that it was not cool it's not good it's these are at least he has a reason like he's her parent her legitimate parent like you know what i mean like even like no Mm -mm. he is controlling He's an asshole. I don't like him. I don't know if I've mentioned it, but I don't like him.
1: No, we did mention it because it is extraordinarily toxic, and um, the 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 lack of boundaries and privacy. These are all adults. Like no one's really a child on this show. Yeah, and I just, wait, he, that's
0: he, how he treats his sister, who's his blood, and she's technically the older one. I just. It, no, but Ace is like, you know, we need to know what the shroud is. And Amanda's like, well, he's not going to tell me. And she says, he goes dark sometimes. And I'm like, flashing red lights, flashing red lights. Like dark as in like, he like disappears MIA,
1: my like going dark, like, like spies or going dark as in he like becomes like a dark person. I took it as
0: dark person. Okay. And I wasn't sure I a that I was
1: going to ask you because- um, it could go either way. Either way, super bad. Like both are probably yes. sucks, but like I was just like, do I have a preference? Does it matter? They both kind of suck. But I didn't understand what she meant, like going dark, because we do, and and we've mentioned this before. Like he, he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> and and throughout this episode, he, we saw what he did to those lockers. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Like he 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 messed up. He he was angry. He was mad. He he yeah.
0: Mad. He was very like he has anger issues. And we see that again later in this episode. And don't worry, I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. We then see Nancy. She is with Gil because she has agreed to try and solve what happened to their mother. And it kind of goes back and forth between Amanda and Gil, right? It's a sequence telling the story about their mom. And one day she disappeared. The police found evidence of a struggle in the woods, saw her arguing with an older gentleman named Eddie Collins, and they searched his house. They found her clothes, but never found her. He never confessed. They never saw a body. And so there were no charges brought up. And it's worth mentioning that at this point, when he's telling Nancy the story, she sees a creepy carving in the woods. Hmm. i made a note of that i was just like and uh, it's obvious that we were supposed to notice that right yeah i was Kinda just like, of like really, that's coming back yeah it's creepy carvings so she's figuring out what happened to their mothers so she has some sort of foundation for which she can try and solve this mystery it cuts then back to ace and amanda and ace is like well if he won't tell you like Can you at least give us a, like a jumping off point of where to look for where he might have put the shroud and and Amanda says, you don't have siblings, do you? And, you know, she explains like you, you're, you're close to your siblings when their mom left, they were very young. They've formed a bond. It's really hard for her to just throw her brother under the bus, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And even though he obviously is controlling and toxic, right? He's still her brother and they look out for each other, but Ace tells her, he's like, well, think of this as looking out for him then, because if he kills George, there's no coming back from that. And he's already obviously a dark, toxic person. Like, do you really want him? Like, he didn't say all that, but it was implied Yeah. And it was, I mean,
1: and we've already seen Nancy struggling with the fact that she inadvertently killed Ralph Jenkins, even though it was not on purpose. It wasn't on purpose. They had no way of knowing that was going to happen. It wasn't in any of the stuff that she read. There was no way of like figuring out that someone had you previously used it. It could have been rumor for all she knew. She really took a leap of faith there. We've seen her struggling, just knowing the aftermath, and then the difference there is then you know Gil will be choosing, which is even worse. It's worse, right? Where there is absolutely no need, right, to bring back Eddie Collins, right? He he's lived his life. He's older. Like he's he's and he's he's not going to tell him anything different. Yeah, I don't understand why. not Not to mention like he's dying of old, like of natural as natural cause as you can, you know, like at Horseshoe Bay, like he's, he survived Horseshoe Bay. Like that's, that's amazing. Good for you, yeah, Eddie commend, Collins. Like <laughs> I commend you. I commend you. Like we all want to be Eddie Collins, right? If we lived in Horseshoe Bay, but, and so there's absolutely no need to use the shroud. Like even when Jenkins's mother used it on him, like he died in an accident and he was a kid when Nancy used it on, on George, you know, George is young, 18 19 years old died of a tragic accident as well like there's no need to bring back eddie collins he he should die like he's lived his life yeah can you i can't imagine living with that knowing that he brought back someone that's unnecessarily and he took someone unnecessarily
0: Mm -hmm. like even when later in the episode it's obvious what his plan was after he like revives him Yeah, like, but we'll get there. We see then Nick and George yet again. Nick is trying to find other exorcisms (laughs) to get Odette out of George's body. And she's like, dude, I've tried them all. And he's like, maybe you missed something. And George, like you said earlier, George has kind of accepted it at this point. And Nick is not there. And Ace calls with a list of Gil's secret stash spots for his contraband and- George is like, okay, let's do it. Anything to get away from (laughs) Nick spiraling because that's what Nick is doing. He's spiraling. Gil and Nancy, were back with them. They have gone to Eddie's house to try and find some clues. They see a nurse sleeping in the window and Nancy gets out her pick locks and she's like, do you mind if I do the honors? And he says, be my guest. I don't have the patience. And she says, I know I've seen your work. So she starts to unlock the front door and she's like, it's older. So it might take a second. Well, Gil's an impatient asshole. So he puts the car in neutral and rolls it down the hill completely. And here's another example of completely just uncaring of the fact that he probably is causing thousands of dollars worth of damage for this nurse. You aren't wrong. I know I'm not wrong. I'm, I'm just simply, it's like right now I am writing a paper, like a thesis about why Gil is an asshole. And I'm just going to make all of my points and then I'm going to summarize them at the end and it's going to be a great paper, but like, yeah, he could have just waited five seconds for Nancy to open that door, but now he's crashed this poor lady's car. Who's just trying to do her job. Just trying to live her life, you know, just, just existing. And near, he's like, near
1: Collins. that's literally his only her only fault
0: is she's, she's existing near Eddie Collins. Yeah. And he's like, and wasn't that much, wasn't that so much more fun? And I'm like, no, no, Gil. That's not fun. That's terrible. And you're a terrible person. But anyways, I digress. I'm just sitting over here letting <laughs> her rant because she needs this. <laughs> it's cathartic. It is. And I don't know. Those of you listening. I mean, maybe some of you like Gil, tell me why, please tell me what his redeeming qualities are. I need to know. And also I've seen the rest of the season. So again, colored by that, right? I haven't seen anything. So at me at the, while
1: I don't like Gil, I don't hate him as uh, passionately as uh, Allie does, but I also have the redeeming quality of not being able to, I haven't seen anything past this episode I don't know though when I watched this
0: episode I didn't like him a lot also well I
1: don't particularly like him I think he has good chemistry with Nancy but um that doesn't mean anything (laughs) just just means that Kennedy
0: has chemistry it's true
1: she has chemistry with a lot of people yeah I'm just like it doesn't really mean anything
0: we see Bess and Carson again Carson comes in and is obviously distracting this. He's like, so I have this uh, statement I have to make today for court. And I just, will you listen to it and give me feedback? And she's like, okay. He's like, but you got to sit up. You got to sit straight, like eye contact and whatever. And she gives him feedback and it seems to be working. He's obviously trying to take her mind off things. Yeah. I, I was,
1: how long has Carson been a lawyer? There's no way that he, there's, I mean, I'm sure Bass gave him wonderful advice, um, but I was, I'm sure she didn't give anything so extraordinary that he couldn't have thought of it himself.
0: <laughs> Precisely. And yeah. so he's obviously just using this as a way to like perk Bess up and to take her mind off it and put it on something else. So it's sweet. We'll see if it works. We see Nancy and Gill again. Uh, eddie is in a coma they see him in the house so they've made it in the house now that they've destroyed that poor woman's car and they bypass his room nancy finds the basement door but she turns around and gill is just creepily standing over eddie's body
1: it's so weird
0: it's so weird and the body suddenly jerks up an involuntary contraction It's called a death rattle nancy explains and even as Nancy basically pulls him back to the basement, right? Get him back on track. He still looks at him on the way out. Like, it's obvious that like, he hates this man. Like he is so convinced that this man killed his, one, his mom. Like in that moment, I think he was legitimately considering pulling the plug himself. In this moment is the moment I
1: realized Eddie Collins didn't kill his mom. Oh, why you say that? There is no way just it's one that humanized him with the death rattle. Right. Um, and giving us like a, a little spook spooky moment and convincing us that maybe he'll get up. But also it's just the intensity that they've written Gil right now in this moment of how angry he is. It's 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 vibrating off of him is when I that was like the only reason to write a character that way is because he's wrong. Yeah, there's no way anyone would write a character at at least, you know, someone like Gil to like be this, this unnecessarily like creepy because he's a thief. He's a creeper. Right. He creeps in the background, but he's been I don't know. There's like a undercurrent where I'm just like, oh, yeah, Um, he's not he didn't kill her. There's more to this story. Um, There's no there's no reason to write Gil this way if he if Eddie Collins actually murdered his mom
0: yeah yeah it's 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 definitely a complex situation but yeah. nancy gets him down to the basement they find a wall that was really scrappy looking and so gill takes out some of that anger right by smashing the wall down to
1: not that i need to be fair to Gil, but i was like it does look super cathartic and I kind of want to try that
0: (laughs) also super violent but you know that's a different conversation meanwhile Ace and Amanda are at Gil's favorite stash spot which is a trash can outside the police station I I do the audacity
1: is really it's really out there that
0: that is a little bit of flair I was just like in Blair. that moment
1: I was just like taking it back a little bit and I was just like respected respect
0: that yep. that daring brave Yep. I just yeah <laughs> but the shroud is not there Nick and George are at the cemetery looking at a different spot but we see George standing in front of a grave for someone and realize it's not George anymore it's Odette and Odette is saying to Nick like she'd rather like she's jealous she wants to die so that she can be reunited with the love of her life. And she calls Nick an idiot. And she's like, instead, you know, I'm stuck here with an idiot who doesn't know the difference between granite and limestone because, uh, because his hiding spot was in hollow limestone. And Nick has been checking all the wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong. You know, um, to be fair to Nick,
1: um i also wouldn't be able to tell you the difference not all of us grew up in the 18th century 18th 19th century
0: he also has a cell phone he can google it
1: i don't i don't to be honest with you and again i repeat smooth brain over here um (laughs) i don't think that would help me in this situation either even if i googled it They look exactly the same to me. I don't know what the difference was. Even at the scene, I was trying to look. And I was like, they look, they just are gray rocks.
0: I don't know the difference. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, Odette, so Odette is obviously really upset. Like, she doesn't want to be stuck in George's body either. Like, she- why isn't she
1: helping, Odette? You could, instead of going on your dumbass walks, be researching, like- no other people okay you're not
0: wrong I agree with you like she could be more helpful if she would like to be free
1: I I empathize with her situation I truly truly I do I like Odette she's sassy she's smart she was robbed of but life literally in that moment I just wanted to strangle her because I, I was like you, you could do literally anything else to like get out your body like you could help like George wants to live she doesn't want you there. It sounds like you guys have the same goal here. You want to die. George wants to live. You both want to vacate. Like, it was frustrating. I was like, oh, jet, sweetie.
0: You it should just ask Ace
1: to tell you how to Google. So when you're up and about, you can you can
0: start Googling shit. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because she has, you know, knowledge that they do not. Maybe it'll come in handy. But they, while they do find the hiding spot and inside is Gil's and Amanda's mom's belongings, including their baby book. So again, no shroud. Back at Eddie's house, Nancy and Gil realize that behind the wall is a bunch of portraits of Gil and Amanda's mom, like painted portraits. And Nancy realizes in this moment, she's like, I don't think he did it. Like there's no body hide This is the perfect place if he had did the- it to hide a body. Or there's to, no like, body, and he painted her. Like and she thinks it's her- him at that point.
1: Yeah. Um, I-, I was just like one. So proud of myself. I was a step ahead of Nancy for once in my life.
0: I figured this out. Twenty You're seconds. Like Ryan in the music episode. I was. I was. We, style, we were We
1: were like at most thirty seconds ahead of her, but. I was ahead and I will take my wins. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Second of all, even if like that 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 behind the wall, even if there was nobody, that's a perfect place to like put the torture chamber, you know, where you murdered her, where you kept her. And it was just so just boring after all of that hype. <laughs> I was just like, oh. Mm-hmm. It's paintings. Uh-huh. um that I was actually kind of excited that there was like ooh, but ghosts possibly with the paintings and the monsters in the background I was just like this might end up being a supernatural thing how exciting like spice it
0: up a little bit I don't know Yep. Yeah. yeah because after she tells Gil that he doesn't want to hear it right he does not want to hear it he leaves Nancy the light starts flickering in the painting room so she goes back in and she t- starts to take pictures of the paintings cuz she realizes that in each of the paintings there is some sort of get ghost or entity or something always over the mom's shoulder right and so she takes pictures of all the paintings she finds the key on the floor on the floor but then the nurse comes in and catches her and she pretends to be his niece and it looks like at first the nurse is going to go along with it and she asks the nurse about the paintings and the nurse is like Listen, lady, I know that you're not his niece because he doesn't have any lease. And also, Eddie can't paint. He's blind. So now we know that the paintings were not actually painted by Eddie, even though they're in his house.
1: Yes. And this is when I knew that the mom was the artist. Mm, See, she's telling you. This whole episode,
0: I've been a little bit ahead. It does not last long. (laughs) Yeah. Well, still. That's good writing though. They're pointing yeah. you in the right direction. That's good writing. Make note. Good writing is not let me go against everything I've been writing just to shock the audience. That's not good writing. I hate that. And and this is for a lot of showrunners because a lot of
1: people do that. That's like so common in, in like shows and movies now that it's annoying.
0: It's true. Nancy and Ace. Nancy calls Ace again. <laughs> just saying. D'aw. And they go to an art gallery looking for the artist of the painting. She says that the key to the safety deposit box led to another locked box that they're not able to get into yet. And Ace says, and where's Gil? Shouldn't somebody be conquering him? And I put LMAO, he likes Gil just as about as much as Nancy likes Amanda. Except- there's a reason to not like. Gil. <laughs> uh, I was just like, and you, you, you might have put that. I put jealousy, and then three exclamation points after. Uh, he was 100 percent jealous of Gil, and I, I I'm living for it. <laughs> I, I'm good with it. Cool. I love that. It's one of my favorite, my favorite tropes. Jealousy, love it. So Nancy realizes that the ghost from the paintings in the basement are the same ghosts that she saw carved in the tree where the mom was last seen alive and the gallery owner. So at that point, I'm pretty sure she has a hunch, but the gallery owner comes in and identifies the artist of the painting as unknown. And Nancy's like, so you don't have any identifying information? He's like, no, literally that's what they go by is unknown. Like Banksy, they go by unknown he had made some snarky comment about them not using the bathroom because it's for customers only. And she's like, well, I guess you're going to have to let us use your bathroom after all. And so we got then to Bess and Carson. Bess is still giving Carson feedback. She's off the couch. She's standing. She's obviously feeling better. She's eating toast that Carson made for her that he buttered on both sides. Cute. And it occurs to her that this was his plan all along. There's not actually a hearing. He's like, you're really good at it though. I would have taken every single note you gave me. And he's like, it can be really hard to figure out your next step when things get overwhelming. But then he tells a story about spider monkeys and how when they're like swinging through the forest on vines, there's a moment where they let go of the previous vine that they're basically flying but they always trust that there's going to be another vine for them to catch on the other side. And he's like, you know, your next vine will be there. You just have to have faith. Oh, so cute. I just love Carson. He's everyone's dad. (laughs) He really is dad of the year. He is. He's a great dad, especially for people who didn't really have father figures. First Ryan, now Bess. Technically, Nancy, technically. Technically. Like he's just a great dad. So Bess is recovering. She's going to be okay, which, you know, we didn't have any doubt, but I'm glad that Ryan, uh, that Carson was there to help that along. Nancy apparently bought the artwork at the art gallery and she's like, you bought a painting and Ace says, technically they sold it to Nick and Nick goes, What? <laughs> Which reminds me of what you said earlier about how they've got to stop spending all his money or they're not going to have any more money. I, they really, they they need to stop because
1: God knows how much that painting was. He only has $5 million, which I know is a lot of money, but like, it's not, not like if you're not investing, mi- it'll get gone.
0: Yeah, like it's not something that lasts forever. It's finite. But uh, they realized that the numbers, the signature on the painting is numbers. And they realize that the signature is something that they've seen before in the Bobsy baby book. And Bess notices that there are two paintings and they peel off the front painting and underneath is a painting of Rosemary Bobsey, the mom, but older as in how she would look today. And then Carson calls and tells Nancy he's not gonna be able to have a judge stay the like, you know, pulling of the plug because Eddie Collins has died. And suddenly it is very urgent that they find Gil. Super, super urgent. Okay.
1: My question is, and maybe I just totally smooth brained over here and didn't catch it. How did Gil find out that Eddie
0: was dead? uh i don't know that he did actually when you get to the next scene i'll tell you why in the next scene i I, I think maybe i'm just he shows up at the he shows up at the time that he gave nancy yeah
1: because yeah you're right you're right because they had already had time to get you're right you're right never mind that was a stupid question because he just shows up and i was like did it did someone tell him i was like did he was he the one that like just killed him (laughs) momentarily well, but i was just like no you're right that doesn't make sense given that nancy tricked him
0: nancy has uh figured out she thinks what happened to the mom she's goes to eddie collins house because obviously that's where gill is headed nancy is waiting for him and she tells gill that his mom is still alive and he is does not believe her and he is very angry he rips back the uh, the covers on the bed and Eddie is already gone. He's on the way to the morgue because he's been dead. He's been deaded. And Amanda comes in because he gets angry and like clears a table and says that Nancy tricked him. And Amanda comes in and she's like, she didn't trick you. She saved you. Because essentially what he was going to do, Nancy even said, you know, he's not going to tell you anything different. Like, how are you planning on getting him to tell you something different? And he's like, I'll make him. So like, he was going to wake this guy up, torture him for information and then probably kill him again. Yeah. And it's like- one, And kill him. George.
1: It just, it was a mess. He clearly didn't think this through. He just heard blood, tr- like he just heard shroud that brings people back to life. And he was like, that's exactly what I need. But like,
0: and- he's going to let George die for revenge categorically not a good guy and also clearing tabletops Mm, like mm, violent tendencies i'm just not i'm not a gill fan (laughs) so they they found rosemary's medical records and realized that the reason why their mom left them was because she was being treated for psychiatric delusions she thought that she was sick she was being haunted by ghosts which she probably was actually being haunted by ghosts. And she had told Eddie about her delusions. And Amanda stands up to Gil and she's like, I even remember like before she left, she shows him a picture of the ghosts that the mom had drawn, that Amanda had just forgotten she even had. And she tells him that her mom had come up to her before she left and told her, You know, she told her mom that she thought there were ghosts under her bed. And her mom then drew her this picture and told her this was the ghost to be afraid of and thought that the ghost was now haunting her kids, that it had gotten to her daughter. And so she left because she told Amanda she would make sure that she would get rid of the monster. She left because she thought now her kids were being haunted by this monster too, And so she left to get, you know, help, to get treated. I guess that's what Gil needed because he gives the shroud back and he apologizes to Nancy. And I'm like, not accepted. Nancy accepts, I don't accept it. (laughs) Sure don't, sure don't. Actions speak louder than words, Gil. But, so we have the shroud back. Nick is at the claw Bess is co- comes in and she's like, you know, cheer up. We we got the child back. Nick is still worried about Odette, and he's like, she's just so mean, which is hilarious. And he's worried about the complications of it, like, and he's talking like there has to be rules, maybe a schedule. It's George's body, not hers. Well, Odette is listening the whole time, and. She's reading the letter to her beloved right So she's already in a vulnerable place. And um, George and at that moment Nick realizes that you know George has been gone for a little while. They go to look for her. Her phone and bag are there. she's gone. They realize that Odette is in control and that she is she left. and before she leaves, She or before she left, she was looking at title charts. Why to make sure that there was nothing to break her fall when she killed herself from the bluffs. And I'm just like, "Mm." what is it about the bluffs, man? (laughs) Also, that yes. But Nick and Bess follow a debt to the uh, bluffs. She is standing there. Bess is the one that tries to talk her down. And it's so cute because she uses some of her stuff from her feedback to Carson with the courtroom jargon she and was all trying that. trying to use Carson's analogy. And I was just like, oh, you, I was like, you understood it, but clearly not well enough to use it. You were yeah, just. Yeah, like- not well enough to explain it. But Odette tells them, like, the name of her beloved was Mary, which is my first name. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you know, one step forward and we can be reunited. And Nick's like, well, you. Th- think so but you don't know that for sure but that's not enough to get her down so then he explains like if you do this you will be doing to george what happened to like you basically you'll be robbing her of her life and odette's like why should i give up my love for yours why should i trust you and nick says if she kills george he will kill himself and spend an eternity making her miserable. She's still going to jump like, and I was like, that probably doesn't sound so bad. I was just like, it Nick. She's, sound too bad. she's still going to do it. And finally, what brings her back is that, you know, he's like, I will work with you like for better or for worse, we're in this together because I love George. And so she lets George come back. Finally, George, you know, runs back to Nick. They kiss, and you know, he saves her. But like, I feel like I don't know. We've got to do something about Odette, right? Because she's she dangerous. Wants to die. She is dangerous, yeah. and she's, she's dangerous.
1: I don't know. At first, I thought maybe she'd want revenge, and that will help her cross over but she doesn't she seems beyond that like she just she wants love and you can't have she can't have the kind of love she wants when she's stuck in george's body yeah Hmm. for sure i'm like i was like part of me is like are they gonna steal a body for her is there gonna wait to like transfer her soul to another body that's not being occupied by another soul i mean i want her to have her body
0: she's hot that would hot. be great they go back to the claw it's daytime now right that happened at night ace and nancy are having a cute moment <laughs> they're kind of and nancy's like real close to him and she keeps looking at him and i'm like i know we know it you think he has really cute eyes but they're both thinking about looking into finding the mom but neither of the Bobsy twins asked them to And so Nancy has decided herself not to look into it. And Ace uses this as an opportunity to basically warn Nancy off Gil again. He's like, you know, he would have killed George. And Nancy says, are you telling me to stay away from Gil Bobsy? And I put, he kind of is. (laughs) Yeah, and she she like throws that, like coming from the guy who's like seeing Amanda (laughs) Uh, yeah and then she he she totally calls him out because you know he's dating amanda which she's also obviously not happy about it and then gill walks in and a says you know he's probably not here for the food you could escape out the back door if you wanted to and nancy's like yeah that would be the smart thing but then she walks out and she goes to him anyways so like she acknowledges that it's probably not a smart thing and she still goes and she comforts Gil over his mom. Yeah. And I,
1: I don't think it's romantic. I think it's just someone she, un, she understands. Like she gets what it's like to lose a mom. And she like knows that, that for the first time in his, in a while he's like that door is completely closed like you know there is no there's nothing as far as he like knows and understands there's like nothing tying her back to him right because she 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 chose to leave them and even if it's a good reason to leave them he's like she made that decision there's there's nothing tying her to horseshoe bay anymore because clearly they weren't enough
0: yep at this point i think it's obvious to say that the bobsy twins are being used right as a tool for the nace thing
1: yeah narrowly speaking like it's it's even in their introduction with um them being the reason that ace forgives nancy in a way with his anger because of what like what you know her getting them
0: into situations yeah
1: and like no, you know her sacrificing herself because of gil and things like that and like so um it's it's been in the works
0: it has been and i i love stuff like this i live for this this is great stuff anywho the last scene of the episode we see amanda and ace amanda thinks her mom looks better now maybe even happy and she's wondering like should we even look for her and Ace says, you know, I don't know if you should or not, but if you're ever ready, he knows where to start looking. And he tells her, you know, Santa Fe. That's where she should start looking. And Amanda says that, you know, she's, she's like, I'm going to do something that my brother would hate. And she's like, and I'll give you three guesses. And he's like, what if I only need one guess? And it was super cute. They're so cute. I love them. And but love Nace for life. They kiss, though. They do. They kiss. But it's interrupted because he gets a text message. And she says, it better not be from my brother. Which, another reminder that her brother's a controlling asshole. But instead, A says, it's not. It's from mine. Which is the first time he tells anyone. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. Which makes me worry for Amanda. Yeah. Is she to be on your death watch today i don't know i'm gonna wait
1: to see what other episodes pan out. out to be.
0: but ugh, i don't feel great okay but that was it that was the end of the episode that's a great lead-in for easter eggs yay obviously this one <laughs> the ace brother ace has a brother right ace is going to be a hardy boy it's great and i'm going to be right and it's going to be fulfilling and everything i always dreamed it would be (laughs) so our easter egg for this episode is yet another brother mention from ace for the hardy boy theory train for those of you that are on it with me all right so let's move on to ratings this episode we're rating the episode on one to five contraband stash spots one being garbage five being iconic i am torn
1: i think i'm gonna give it a three and a half um contraband stash spots um i think i liked it more than last episode um but it's still not my favorite episode. There are some cute moments. I really like Amanda and Ace together. I think they're very cute. Um, and I mentioned this before. They're very, they have like a very high school first love kind of feel, even if it's not Ace's first love, as we know, because of Laura Tandy, but um it does have that like vibe to it. And I think it's very cute. And it's something I think the show needs given how dark it usually is and very serious. They have a very light and bubbly relationship. Um, like Amanda and Ace. Um, and like I, I like Odette and Odette and Nick together are really funny to me, um, and very interesting. Um, and Bass and Carson is a relationship I didn't know I needed.
0: <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh I also gave it a three and a half in a row um there were several things I liked I did put Carson and Bess also that and also the Nace content I'm always here for the Nace jealousy content I also love Amanda Bopsy. I just don't like her with Ace I mean their relationship is cute and all but like first love not last and I think my opinion on this episode is so colored by Gil Bopsy. I hate him so much I, you know, whatever. It's a thing, obviously. It's like right up there with your hatred for creepy Karen. It's like something
1: we we have valid reasons for, but the amount of hatred we feel is probably
0: unreasonable (laughs) given that they're fictional characters. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I just, I don't understand in this episode, like, I feel like if anyone else or at any other moment in time, Nancy came across someone who was that toxic, she would call them out on it. And she's just not, (laughs) she's not. And I'm like, what is up? Like, and they're obviously going down that romance road. Right. With these two. And I'm just, I don't understand. I don't get what she sees in him, but whatever. She Anywho, a tragedy that she wants to fix. Yeah, well, that, that's a mistake. So I mean, three and a half a for me also. Three and a half uh, contraband stash spots. So, all right. Now on to predictions.
1: I feel like I'm after, I, I felt great last episode, even though technically I rated this episode higher. I feel like my predictions are better for last episode, but um, I don't have... I agree. I think the monster is real. Like the haunting of the, of the, the twins mother is, is real. And like, she really did have like a monster under her bed. Um, I don't know if the monster was actually under the bed, but um, there was something haunting her. Um, and I'm surprised that we didn't hear that the bopsies or the Eddie Collins have anything stashed in the historical society. And I'm thinking with the death of Eddie Collins um, and his estate might be going up on a sale and that some stuff might be brewing there because I do think um, it's not a, it's not coincidental that um, she met him in group therapy and that Ralph Jenkins was also someone who was at Loxford Lane and um, there might be a supernatural group therapy session going on with a lot of people who have experienced hauntings throughout their lifetime interacting and meeting each other at Loxford Lane and uh, you know what that means that there might be a psychiatrist or records of all of these hauntings that could become useful um, mm-hmm. if, if they go through that line of investigation and so there's there's I feel like there might be like a supernatural therapist just out and about at Horseshoe Bay, just living his life or her life or their life. So I'm, I was really surprised that there wasn't anything to connect to the historical society. I think that might be something that will come up. Um, I do feel that uh, Ace's mother will be some someone we meet very soon. Mm. Um, I think that uh, given my assumption, Um, I do think Grant is related to someone on the Jew crew. I made the very big leap that it's ace. Uh, and it's, I say it's a big leap because of the racial difference (laughs) between
0: Shannon Cook and
1: and, uh, uh, Alex Saxon. So, uh, but, um, I just, it made the most sense given that we know he has a secret brother and Shannon Cook is biracial. So it's not like, um, an impossibility, right? That, mm-hmm. that would be, but I just know. I it just I think that it's appropriate then to then you know bring in Ace's mother and have family dinner. Is there a family dinner at um, I do love Captain a good Town's? family dinner, um, and they do it so well. I really want a family dinner where you know I feel like Ace um, asks questions about this because it sounds like it's a big secret that they, that maybe. I don't know if, if how he found out he had a brother, um, but it sounds like maybe he, his parents didn't tell him about it. So, and that he just found it out on his own. Um, I could be wrong, right? Like they could have been very honest with him and that's why he went searching. But, um, I got the vibe that, uh, he stumbled upon this information and then went searching for it. And so I want family dinner to confirm and me- I want to meet uh, Mrs. Captain
0: mrs captain yeah we don't have a last name i know i know we don't i mean i do it's hardy but Uh, um and so i think that's
1: happening soon i i don't know and i think maybe the secret therapy thing might be connected to the flower shop maybe i used to think it was the hudson's but now i'm I'm thinking it it might be a supernatural connection i'm not sure I think the flower shop thing is important and I know you said that this episode had something huge that I missed so whatever that is I predict it
0: (laughs) you'll get it eventually we all did but I mean yeah at the end when they tell you (laughs) yep that's pretty much when it happens I don't know a single person who got it early so you know Uh, just how far away am I
1: yeah do I even get that how far away from the reveal no, no, no. Well, I mean, I know it's the last episode because- I was going to say, it's the finale. <laughs> no, like how hot, warm am I, am I really cold? Am I hot? Am I anywhere close to getting it? Probably you're not. Arctic I, cold. I knew it.
0: Makes
1: sense.
0: I'm an idiot, but again- I mean, not great. with all of your predictions, but yeah. with the finale twists, you're nowhere near it. Well,
1: I have no idea where it's headed because I feel like we still haven't gotten the big mystery. Like, the thing, I I just, I feel like I, there's, and, and we haven't seen Tamora in a while, and I know he has to be connected somehow because there's no way he picked Horseshoe Bay at random. So, like, he hasn't been in the last couple episodes, so I'm hoping episode
0: 10 will change that.
1: Turn hey. the tide.
0: We will see. We will see where things lead. But that is all we have for you today, my droods. Uh, make sure. That if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a like. Uh, well, technically, leave us a review. Uh, a review, give a us my stars.
1: Please, we've like, or, I mean, if you don't want to do that, we, we'd really appreciate it if you did. Tweet tweet about us at Scott Wolf,
0: just for Allie, okay? We will also take <laughs> that. Or just, you know, if you know people who like the show and like to listen to podcasts, recommend us. Yeah, that yeah. also helps, that helps also. But, so just oh, wait, know, look. Yeah, we have new review. Oh, fun. So, thank you F4BAMY. And also to our review we had before, List Forever. Our new review says, I really enjoy listening to this podcast. It's my favorite for when I'm crafting. Allie and Teresa go into detail of all things Nancy Drew and I'm here for it. Definitely recommend it's so nice that's so nice maybe that's something we can start doing if you leave us a review on the podcast page we'll le- we'll give you a shout out and we'll, yeah, leave we'll a review for everyone for sure yeah like or if you like at
1: us or you know message us we've been doing some shout outs that way too
0: yeah but so in order to do that you need to find us on social media you can find us on twitter at making a druid you can find me personally at Slowburn Mac, M-A-C. And you can find Teresa.
1: Yes, let's see if I can get it right this time. I've been struggling with my own goddamn name like a true, true loser. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at T-E-R-E underscore D-V-95. Thank you.
0: Very good. But that's all we have for you today. So until next time, we'll catch you later, druids.
1: Bye.